Are you tired of spending your time and money chasing strategy after strategy only to discover what worked 10, 5, or even 2 years ago is not working now? Things shift fast in the online space, and if you're not keeping up, you're getting left behind. It's time for something different. Welcome to the Marketing, Media, and Money Podcast, where every single episode will be jam-packed with proven, profitable strategies, behind-the-scenes secrets, and what's working now resources from industry experts and global influencers to help you scale your business, shorten your learning curve, and stand out in a crowded, noisy marketplace. And now, your host, award-winning marketing and media strategist and international speaker, Patty Farmer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing Media Money Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Farmer, and I'm looking forward to sharing today's industry expert with you. And I am excited about this topic, and I think you're going to be too. Make sure you get your pen and paper out because I'm going to tell you our guest is going to give you some writer downers. That's what I like to call them. So you want to be prepared because today we're going to be talking about the mindset shift you need to perform with speed. So that's kind of exciting. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. So Lori Hansen is the success whisperer. She's committed and passionate about helping leaders and executives unleash their voice, gain more trust and respect, shift their mindset and reach their next level. Lori has coached hundreds of clients to clearly define what they want, let go of limitations and live their dreams to speak confidently and create unlimited success, prosperity and joy. As a keynote speaker, she's motivated thousands of people globally for over 15 years. She delivers inspiration through interactive, value-packed and fun programs for conferences, teams, and events. And as an award-winning author of five books, she has appeared on international radio and TV. She's been a newspaper columnist, was recently interviewed by Authority Magazine, and is now our mindset expert with her own column in the Marketing Media Money Magazine. She's passionate about inspiring people to live a magical life and wants you to see that you have no limits. So Lori, thank you so much for being here with me today. Hi, Patty. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited too, because I have to tell you, I've known you for a while. And I think that every time I talk to you, there's a shift. Like you always just kind of give me just a little bit of a different perspective or insight into how to think of something. And I love that. I think that's why our conversations have always been compelling and juicy, as I like to say, because we just... I could literally talk to you for a long time. I'm going to have to keep myself on track now because I have to tell you, if you're in the audience, it's sort of like you're going to be like a fly on the wall in a conversation. And when me and Lori get going, get ready. (laughs) That's true. It's true. We are aligned. Right. It's just so crazy. So Lori has her own journey, right? And how she found her own voice and value. And I really asked her to share that. Like she shares a lot of times to empower executives to exceed their expectations. But I really wanted to start with her sharing her journey because really, honestly, to own your voice and value is so important. So, Lori, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Thank you, Patty. So I'm going to tell a long story and make the quick version of it. But I just shared this a couple of weeks ago when I was speaking. And when I first got out of college, 
Patty, I had a really simple mode of operation. If I liked you, you knew it. If I didn't like you, you knew it, right? So I get out, I'm working my first job. I'm a personnel assistant for compensation and benefits. And I had a lot to do with accounting and and I'm down there in the office and the accounting manager just got under my skin. And one day I let him have it. And I get back to my office. My boss calls me in. This is the early 80s, by the way. Boss calls me and he goes, Laura, you need to get right back down there and apologize to him. I'm like, what? And he made me go apologize to him. So just to shorten the story, it was one of those sorry, not sorry things, right? And that was a hit to my confidence. And that stayed with me for about 15 years until I got into a situation. I was just coming out of an abusive marriage, very controlling. And I'm like, I got to get my sea legs under me and you know, I've got to become more confident. And I was working for a gal that called me in every week for a meeting and would answer the phone two and three times and talk. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I confronted her and I said, hey, Louise, you asked me to come in for these meetings. And then you answer the phone two and three times. You talk for several minutes. I'm sitting here picking my nose, you know, like my time's not important. And she said, Lori, thank you. Never thought about it that way. It won't happen again. Boom. Did I get a boost of confidence from that? And that really was the start of, A, I didn't get in trouble for speaking my mind. And B, speaking my mind, standing up for myself. And little did I know that was many years ago, but little did I know that was the start of my journey to helping other women. And it has led you, that journey has not mm-hmm. been, like most of us, our journey is never this straight line, right? It's always yeah. this kind of meandering right. line of, you know, how we get from here to there. And there's a lot of things that get in the way. And that's why I really love what we're talking about, because I know that every time you take that hit, that slows you down. So speed can go fast or slow, right? Yes. So you could slow yourself down and some people call them roadblocks. They could be speed bumps, right? You know, if we're kind of talking about that, but when you get the confidence boost, it's a little different. You're able to speed up because you feel more comfortable. You have a shift in your mindset. And I think that that is really wonderful how you do that. But I want to step back right now. And how did you get the term? I know that you are referred to, and live in this space of the success whisper. But where did that come about? I always love it when people um, are called something, you know, people have called me the networking CEO forever. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a story for that too. But where did you get the success whisper? Well, that's interesting that you asked. That was something that was given to me. So without digging into all the details. So I've been through a couple of versions of my business. And at one point I decided to go to a seminar that my first book coach helped me with. So she was the gal that helped me on my very first book. And she was doing a a seminar on speaking. And I went, you know, I should go get my toes back in the water. And during the course of that weekend, she said, Lori, you are the success whisperer. And there you go. It just was, she said it. And so many people will go, I just love that. I just love that. So I do too, of course. But it's a lot of fun. And it really does encompass what I want to share with people, what I want to help people do those little things. If you get really corny about it, I want to whisper in your ear what that little thing is you need. Not everything you need is big to make a shift. And that's why it's sometimes called just a shift, right? Yeah. And I do think that is really important too, because sometimes 
when we are out there. I think that was my quote of the day today, too, as a matter of fact. But sometimes we need to hear things really loud. You know, sometimes when I'm struggling, it's like, you know what? Sometimes I'm praying like I need you to slap me like I need like I need a definite yes or no. Like I need to be slapped, but not literally, but figuratively. But then more times than that, right? Ninety nine out of a hundred times. It's just a shift. Right. It's just a shift. But that shift matters. Right. It makes all the difference when you can have that shift. So one of the things that I know about you is that you help. You know, you help leaders and executives reach that next level, right? And that phrase next level means different things to different people. What does it mean for you? When you help them to reach next level, what does that look like with the people that you work with? Well, the reason that I use that term next level is for what you just said. It can mean different things to different people. So What is it you really want? What is your next level of success? Is it in your personal life? Is it your professional life? What is it you really, really want to do, but you haven't had the courage or the knowledge or the skills? Or So that's why it is somewhat generic because then it allows me to help people, A, define what that is for them, B, put a plan together and C, help them to reach it. I'm like you. I'm a great cheerleader. I love on my clients. I just love helping them from where they are feeling stuck or being in transition, whether if it's coming out of a divorce or right now, so many people in the corporate world are losing their jobs. There's a lot of fear out there. So helping people shift out of that and see, oh, you know what? The only stuff that's got me paranoid and stuck is right here between my ears. And those shifts, I want to just add this about what you said a minute ago. Those shifts, Patty, are sometimes just a little nudge. That little thing of, hey, I should go here. Hey, I should call that person. Sometimes that one little bitty thing is what will pull you into that next space where you want to be, where you want to go. I love that. Could you share with us, based on that, when we're talking about this next level and what you do with your clients, could you share with us a success story? Sure. One of my favorite stories is a gal named Susan who came to me. Now, Susan's passionate about public education, and she started as a room mom, worked her way all the way up to chief operating officer. She was having troubles communicating with her boss, who happened to be 10 years younger than her. And so she came to me and she said, number one, I got to figure out how to communicate with this guy. He doesn't listen to me. He doesn't follow protocols. Number two, I want to create my legacy. And she just didn't own her voice. I use that term a lot. So we did some things to help her own her voice. I helped her understand when to approach him. I helped her to visualize. I helped her to feel what it would feel like. One of the things she did is she would say, well, I already know what he's going to say. Well, you can't go into a conversation and expect a different outcome when you're already so sure that they're going to shut you down. So she learned how she blew herself away when she confronted him after a big event happened on a snow day. He listened to her. And then when he decided to leave, he recommended that she be promoted. And she is now the first female school superintendent of the third largest school district in Chicago. And she credits her ability to go into that confidently because of the work we did to help her find her voice, to help her for her give herself permission was really, really important. And she said something really cute. She said, you know what? 
some of the places Lori took me was far less painful than as frustrated as I was at the time. I love the transparency of that. She was just fed up. And I think that a lot of times we just don't realize, right? We don't even know what that next level is. I like to say a lot of times out in the world right now, even marketers, I know I'm in marketing. I don't do this. I know there are some that do it, but they do it in a lot of different industries and everything is so fear-based, right? Yes. Like I really hate that word. Like I am like fearless was actually my word of the year a couple of years ago. I really feel like I prefer and feel like people do better with possibilities rather than fear. And I know that you do that all the time. It's a word that I hear you say all the time when we are talking and stuff. And I just really love that so much. And I think that whenever I see no limits, which is really what you are all about, it just makes you think about those possibilities. And a lot of times we have to step into things, right? When we hear things that people say to us, right? We have to step into that. I kind of say sometimes when we're working with people, you have to hold space for them because they're not yeah. ready to, to yep. step into that. And I think that I know for me, when when I hear someone, one of my clients will share something, I'm like, wow, did I help you do that? Like, it's so exciting, right? So I always love to ask this question because I just think, It's a powerful question, which really is what are some of the things that your clients say to you over and over? Like, you know, I find that when we get, you know, our clients, they compliment us, right? You know, Mm -hmm. and they will share with us. And sometimes it's not even the thing we do. Now, sometimes it is. It's the things we hear over and over, right? But sometimes it's something that we don't even realize and we have to step into that. Sometimes it's that big, right? And sometimes it's that subtle. Right. What are some of the things that that your clients seem to say to you over and over again? Well, what's interesting is one of the things they say is something I consciously do. And the fact that they appreciate it is wonderful. And that is they will talk about the fact I call it holding the mirror up. But in other words, I will hold that mirror up. I'm going to call you out. I'm going to do it in a way that's very blunt, but it's not cruel. So another thing, very transparent. And they appreciate that. I call them out on their crap. And sometimes they'll come a week later and go, you know what, last year. I'm like, yeah, I know. I didn't call you out on it last week, but I knew. I knew you were full of it. So they love the fact that I don't, can I say this by saying a lot of people, when they coach, they're just kind of listening and listening. I'm not that kind of a coach. I'm kind of a coach consultant. So I will actually give advice, I will actually steer them and guide them or put it out here and say, well, what if you went this way? What if you went this way? And I find different ways. And I got to tell you, Patty, I'm very blessed that I've become more and more intuitive each and every year. I've been coaching for 15 years now. And it's just like, boom, here you go. I'm kind of the vessel, right? I give them the message of what they want. So that's one thing I hear a lot that I love that they appreciate. I'm not just there going, yes, yes, yes. I will challenge you, but I also, as I said, I'm your biggest fan. I'm the biggest cheerleader, and I'm here to support you as a client in any and every way that I can. Of course, I do the same for my coach. (laughs) That's so funny. Yes, right. But I think that's kind of really goes to the fact that you are not just 
a coach or that you're an executive performance coach, right? So, you know, you really want them to be able to perform. That's why this is the mindset shift you need to perform with speed, right? You know, because it's all about that. But there's a lot of different ways. So I know that when I work with people like what you were just talking about, sometimes I do hire somebody. And the reason I'm hiring them is because I'm not looking for a therapist, right? I want someone who's going to call me out on my stuff, right? And then there are people who maybe that isn't. Maybe I some of my stuff, I don't want to do it in a group setting. Maybe I need right. that to be one-on-one. Then there's things that, oh, you know what? I want to know I'm not the only one. Like when <laughs> I'm not the only one. Oh, wow. You feel that way too? I thought I was the only one. And then it's really, really a good thing. <laughs> so what are some of the ways that you actually work with people? Do you only do one-on-one? Like what is it that you do? So I do a couple of different things. So I do one-on-one. Because like you say, there are people that in the higher level people get up, oftentimes they want more of that. So, you know, whether they want to spend a day together and we do kind of a VIP really intensely focused, we do that. I I work with people one-on-one over a period of time, depending on what they need. Some people need, and you and I came up with this term and people love it, by the way. I have my quantum leap coaching, which is just kind of a kick in the pants. You know, you need a boost. So we do that. But I also have a forum. So I have a next level leader. There's that term again. I have a next level leadership forum for women that is more of the group type of thing. And that's where we have a group coaching call and then I do office hours. So those are kind of the three ways that I work with people is, is the, the full day intensives, the ongoing coaching, which is, I always say transformation takes time. It's not the flip of a light switch. So that's why I've created kind of those three different things. And, and that's really what I found to be effective is just offering a couple of different ways. And if I can just add a little seasoning in here, one of the things that's really important to me in terms of how I work with my clients, I believe that the foundation of success is nutrition and mindset. And so there's an element and I know we'll get to it, but I start with brain and body chemistry and, I, and I, that's a foundation that I use in working with my clients. Well, I have to tell you, I think that is really important. Like as a keynote speaker myself, I have to say that that was a huge shift in my performance once I really understood the part that nutrition played in that, like how my voice would project to how fatigued I would get, how dynamic I could be, what my energy level was. A lot of that was the energy in the room and if I needed to shift that, right? You know, sometimes you walk into the room, you're like, "Mm," you know, and you realize that, oh, wow, we need to shift some of this energy, right? Sometimes it's that, but I have to tell you, it always started with nutrition. And I didn't know that until literally my functional medicine doctor at the time told me that. I was like, oh, I didn't even understand that, that you don't really realize that when you're going to speak and whether that is speaking on a stage or whether you're giving a presentation or you're the CEO and you're presenting to your team, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is that does start with nutrition. There is a part there. And then of course, mindset and all that kind of stuff. So let's talk about that a little bit, because I have to say, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are speakers, right? Who are CEOs. So they are giving presentations and they are doing that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why is it, and what is it about nutrition that really does really affect that? Well, it's the basis. So this is here for me because in the 80s, I wanted to be a bodybuilder. I wanted to be a competitive bodybuilder. And that never quite happened for other reasons, but I guess it wasn't my calling. 
but I got into nutrition back then and, and got into it deeply. And that was after a knee injury. So I carried all that nutritional stuff that I learned for a very long time. And then about, gosh, probably 22 years ago, I went vegan. So I grew up vegetarian. I went vegan. Believe me, I've had plenty of people go, you need to eat meat. You got to do what works for you, right? So there's that piece of the nutrition that's just so important to how you perform, right? That's where that performance part came in for me in my title. And depending on how cleanly you eat or depending on how much fast food you eat and that kind of stuff, it makes a big difference in how you feel. Think about it. So I have a cleanse that many of my clients start with, and I just had a guy go through it and he was blown away by how clear his mind was, which is why we do it. You're going to lose some weight. Yeah, but that's a byproduct, but it brings you clarity in your brain. And when your body's not trying to process all the sauces and the sugars and all this extra stuff, it can perform much differently. So that's that part of it. But the other thing that I do is I also have people look at their brain chemistry. So I work with four mood neurotransmitters and the amino acid supplements that help to fuel your brain. Way too much for us to get into today, but just to say you have the ability to respond or react. And when your brain is depleted, which comes from diet, from stress, from lifestyle, then you can't be at your best. You can't give that best presentation. You can't get out there and high have high energy. Before I speak, I drink very little at this point in my life. And I don't drink before I speak. I'm very careful about what I eat. Now, if I'm speaking in the morning, I don't eat before I speak. I want my body to be, I like the word vessel. I hope that's not too corny for people, but I, but I like to be open. I like to be a channel. And so it's very, very important. I don't have sugar before I eat, but I will also say I'm a purist, right? So I'm way over here. Most people may not want to go as far as I go. But I think if you really want to serve your audience, you think about what you're serving them from. Corny example, you don't want to serve somebody with a dirty plate. That's what just hit me. But there you go. No, I think that really makes sense because I know I'm not as much of a purist as you. <laughs> but what Most I aren't. have <laughs> learned, what I have learned for me as a speaker and as somebody who does get presentations in all the ways that I do, but it's the combination of food. It's the combination of what I'm eating together, right? You know, and I, I've learned, you know, certain things to eat so your sugar doesn't spike, right? And different things like that, right? You know, so I think that those things were really important to me. And I think that when somebody is a peak performer, they may not think that nutrition plays a part in that. And I think it's really important for them to understand that it actually really does, right? You know, if you really want to be next level, I mean, it doesn't mean that that encompasses everything, but it is one spoke in the wheel that I think is something that is important. Like mindset is important, but really, if you want to perform with speed, right, you know, obviously those things are important. So whether like, again, like whether you're a speaker or or not, I just think it is really important. And I think I have seen you speak several times and you are very high energy. You know, you're very dynamic. I love the way you are so 
visual, you know, right? I know my podcast here is audio. If you could see her like I am as we are having this and stuff, she's very visual. But if you go to her website, when we're going to get it later, you'll be able to see that because she is very dynamic. And I think that is really important when you're going to have somebody come in and speak. And I know that when you speak, you do it a lot of different ways, workshops and all those different things that you said as a speaker, which I think is really important. But let's kind of back up a little bit here and really talk about what about if you have a team, right? You know, when you are literally, it's not just you, like you're working with a team, whether they are a team of people that you work with, or if you are, say you are speaking and you're going to be an event, there's going to, you know, it's a team of speakers, right? You know, really, honestly, some of these things are really important. Mindset's really important there. Being able to perform at, you know, an executive performance level, like there's a lot of things that come into play there. And I know that for you, when, you know, I always like to say, you know, we all know that celebrities have ego, but I got to tell you, speakers do too. <laughs> right? To be able to get up in front of all those hundreds and yep. thousands of people, there is a little bit of ego involved in there too. And ego isn't a bad thing. We have seen it be a bad thing, but it's not always a bad thing, right? You know, and so I really want to say you get a whole room full of speakers and there's five speakers or whatever. There is a little bit of ego there. But I think that one of the things that I think is so important is, again, one of the things I love about you is when to use your voice, right? Own your voice, when to use your voice, and when maybe not to, right? When is the time? And how you gain that trust and respect from people. And I think that as a leader and as an executive, that is very, very important. So I know that you work with leaders and executives on that, right? On how to use your voice. What are some of the things that you do there? And do you speak to, I know you go into companies and you can speak at conferences, corporate events, all of those things, but what are some of the things that you actually help them to shift? So One of the things that's really important to me is in helping someone find their voice. Where does it start? So you talked about ego. And as you were talking about ego, in my mind, I'm thinking confidence. I love being on stage. I think you do too, right? But I grew up in violin recitals, piano recitals, singing. I grew up on stage. So I don't have, I'm one of those, and I know I'm in the category of few, but I actually love it. I don't get scared. And so when I'm out there, Also, the other thing I think, Patty, about really owning your voice as a speaker, let's go there for just a second, is when you're there to serve the audience. If I'm not focused on me, if I know my speech inside and out, then I can focus on them. And that makes a big shift. Now, when I am working with a team or and even when I do a keynote, they're interactive. I get people involved. So starting to find your voice really starts with value. What's my value? And this is one of the things that I see a lot with female entrepreneurs and with female leaders and executives in corporate, no matter how high up they get, there's still some insecurities. There's still some question marks. Just had a group call yesterday and we talked about boundaries. And I'll have, I always have somebody who goes, oh, I'm good at setting boundaries. By the end of the call, they're like, yeah, I'm going to work on this. It's hilarious, right? Because we all have our little hidden, hidden things. Value is really important. Value adds to your confidence. Confidence is what gives you the ability to speak up 
and say what's on your mind. And a couple of little things that you can do to actually fold into that is begin to practice it. So I told the story of someone who was sharing that they're really indecisive. Well, guess what? Being indecisive, two things, being indecisive and being overcommitted signs of low self-esteem. So how do I shift that? Oh, Lori, thanks a lot for that, right? How do I shift? Start to make small things. Have a preference. What restaurant do you want to go to? I don't know. Well, pick one, right? What restaurant? And instead of saying yes, so we talked yesterday about double booking, knowing you're double booking and trying to figure out how to get out of it. Just have the courage to say, I'd love to, but I can't this time. And then shut up because it's when you start to explain the why that they pull you back in, right? So confidence is really a huge part of finding your voice, but backing it all the way up, it starts with the clear definition of what do you want? Where do you want to go? And who do you want to be? I love that. I remember that when I first became a speaker, So some of my audience who knows me have heard this before, but literally when I became a speaker, which I never wanted to be a speaker, but when I became a speaker and I stepped into that and said yes, for 18 months, I literally threw up before I got on stage every single time. And then I had a mindset shift. And that was because my speaking coach at the time said to me, well, Patty, here's a couple things. She asked me kind of why, and we realized through asking me those questions that the problem was that I didn't feel like I was eloquent enough. Mm. I can be authentic and say that. I felt like I don't like to wear dresses, and I didn't want to wear what I call a soap opera dress and, you know, make three points and then take a pregnant pause and all of those things. It just wasn't me. And what my coach helped me to realize at that time I wish I'd have known you then. I think I'd have got there faster. (laughs) But what my coach helped me at that time was to realize that the first thing is it isn't even about me, right? It is about them. It's not about me at all. That's what most speakers miss. Which which really took a lot of pressure off me. But then the second thing that she said was, well, Patty, here's the thing. It's not speaking, changing you to be what they you think they need. It is speaking in front of people who want to hear it the way you say it. That literally changed everything for me. It like literally that one shift. And so now here I am like 12 years later. Now, before I get on stage, you know, I just center myself. Everybody, every speaker kind of has a little bit of their routine that they go through before they walk out on stage. But now I center myself. And really for me, it is, this isn't about me. It's about them. And then it's really like, who do I need to connect to? that needs to hear this message, right? And when I am doing outreach or when I say yes or no to speaking engagements, I'm very clear who my audience is. And when I know that, and that's who I'm speaking to, I never have any of those issues just kind of went away for me, right? So a lot of times it is just really getting clear. And that was just a little shift. Like literally, as soon as she Mm -hmm. said it, it landed and like, I wish I could have seen like had a video because it just landed so well and it was gone just like that. Yeah. And you know what, Patty, sometimes you hear that little thing over and over and over until you finally get it. Mm-hmm. It's something. So I just had a two weeks ago today. I had, oh my gosh, it was so nice to be out and be at a big conference and, and uh, gave a morning keynote. And like I said, I knew that thing inside and out. I was there to serve. It was wonderful. 
And you were mentioning shifting the energy of the room. And that's something I have people do at the beginning. I have a little exercise. They were laughing and clapping at the end of it. And that was just the beginning, right? But one thing that I think is, is really important is to set up as you change your routine before you go on stage. What I did recently is I pulled together some of my favorite songs. I have a good luck song. I love, okay, I'll, I'll share. I love Bruno Mars. He's got some great, so I have a little Bruno Mars song in there. Pharrell made it on my list with Happy. And so I do that to give me the emotional thing, but I also set the energy in the room. So, you know, I'm big into mindset, right? But what I did after that speech, because that one was very, very well received, I also wanted to go back and say, you know, here's some other ones that were really, really good. Let me go look and see what I did there. And a lot of people don't do that. That's really important. And for some reason, this is coming to me. So I'm going to share it. If you're not taping and watching yourself as a new speaker, you need to be. I watched every single speech I did for five years, six years. You've got to do that. Otherwise, you won't realize. Well, actually, you want to know what? My speaker coach had me do this exercise. It was painful. So I'm just going to say that up front. It was painful when I would watch the recording of myself speaking. And what she did was the exercise was, so I'm going to preface this by saying 12 years ago, I was throwing up before you know, every speech. And if somebody would have told me 12 years ago, oh, you know what, Patty, like seven years from now, you're going to work with speakers. They're going to hire you to help them. You're going to help them monetize their speaking. Like I never would have believed that. Right. You know, but here I am. So one of the things that this exercise was, and she said, what I want you to do is to turn off the sound and just watch yourself Mm. and watch yourself and note Look at the time and note where you feel you looked really good. Like you're like, oh, wow, look at me right there. Right. Because you kind of know what you were saying in your mind. Right. Yeah. And then she said, I want you to turn around and I want you to listen to the I want you Mm. to listen. But I mean, turn off the video and just listen. Yeah. And then I want you to look at the time of where you thought, oh, wow, I nailed it right there. That was really, really good. And then when you look at those two time lists, the ones that are on both lists, those are the ones that you're supposed to snip and put in your speaker reel, where you mm-hmm. where you video perfect, that you like it, and where you feel like you say it. And that she said, when you look at both of them together, you're like, oh my goodness, you can get overwhelmed. But if you look at both those things separately, yeah. you will be able to pick those things out. And I have to tell you, it was painful. But I have to tell you, it really, really worked. And so for me, I find that that was an exercise that I was able to do. But it was really amazing being able to have that mindset shift. And that definitely affected my performance. So I have to say, I think that it is wonderful that you work with people on mindset and really this peak performance, because who wants to be, I mean, how many people say, no, I just want to be a lackluster performer. I I don't really need to be a, you know, I think the question really is, do you want to be a peak performer? I think the question really is, are you willing to do the work to become a peak performer? Well, and, and an analogy that I like to use is, do you want to sit in the raft and just let the rapids carry you wherever they will? Or do you want to steer? When do you want to reach your destination? Five years from now or a year from now? And, you know, talking about little shifts, one thing that somebody said early on to me was, if you don't present yourself 
if you aren't out there talking to people, speaking to people, sharing your gifts, there's somebody out there looking for you and they're not getting what they need because you're not courageous enough. You're not speaking. You know, you're not out there where they can find you. And that hit me really big because I was at the time, you know, I didn't come out of marketing. I was in sales and tech for many years. And so this whole marketing thing, it's hilarious that I ended up working with you because marketing is just like, ah, not my thing. But when I started out, that's what they said. If you're not out there, somebody's missing out. Think about that. Think about that. You've got to share what you have to help that other person. And it's when we get out of our own world and think about those people we're here to help that life becomes a lot easier. Absolutely. And again, that's why you can then perform with speed. So I really love that. Now, I have to tell you, Lori, you are so not just gracious, but generous when it comes to sharing your zone of genius. And I love it, which literally is the reason why I asked you to write for our magazine, right? But I just see it all the time. Like every story you would share with me, really, honestly, that is just your gift. It is literally your gift. And speaking of gifts, you actually have a gift for our audience. So tell us a little bit about the gift. I do. I have, it's a voice confidence quiz that I put together as a part of what we've been talking about today. And write this down. If you go to voiceconfidencequiz.com, and I'm sure Patty will include it, voiceconfidencequiz.com, you can take this quiz for free. It's a gift that you'll get. And there's another little gift that you'll get when you register for this. But this will walk you through, where's your level of confidence today? Now, the thing is, it asks personal and it asks professional. And I have people go, wow, I didn't realize, you know, there's actually room for improvement there. So as you fill this out, it'll score for you. And at the end, then you'll get kind of an overall score and let you know whether you're killing it, you're good to go, whether there's room for improvement and some of those kinds of things. So what I love about it, and I think, Patty, you actually previewed this for me back when I was pulling it together, is it helps you look at things like negotiating and speaking up. And and so there's a lot of things there. And like I said, it's personal and professional. So go to voiceconfidencequiz.com. And then once you do that, there's another little gift that you'll get after you fill that out. That is awesome. And, you know, this is the Marketing Media Money Podcast, right? And you have shared so generously. And I always love to talk about strategy because that's what I'm all about, right? So if you were going to take all this juiciness that you shared, right, all Mm -hmm. this information, if you had to narrow it down to one thing, what is the number one marketing media money strategy you'd like to share with my audience? Well, Patty, I think that it's really important, as we talked about, I'm going to say, first of all, you got to own your value. So you got to get to that point where you own your value. Once you own your value, once you're in that place of, I want to own my value, I want to increase my value, public speaking is really a great strategy for you to showcase yourself, for you to share your expertise, for you to see people. You know, Patty talked about how I am on stage. People see that. They see I'm transparent. They love my goofy stories and my sense of humor. So you have the ability to do that. Show people. What are your gifts? Show them what you bring to the table. Show them why you are unique and special. It's a powerful, powerful tool. And it will give you great exposure. It allows people to experience you, to get to know you, to love you. And for me, and I think it can be the same for you, whenever I speak, 
I am led into new places. So whenever you speak, you're getting exposure. You're going to find new clients, I suspect. And we're going to get the opportunities to do more and more and more. To me, speaking is like throwing the pebble in the pond, right? It's a ripple effect. That's a good starting point. And then watch what comes from it. You may I love that speak and not be paid and turn around. I had one that I did for a local chamber several years ago. And over the course of two years, it brought in 15,000, but I wasn't paid for that particular speech. So it's a wonderful way to share what you have with the world. I love that. So I know that my audience is going to want to connect with you, Lori. Where's the place that they can go where they're going to be able to find all your stuff and know how to connect with you? So lorihansoninternational.com. I won't spell it out because I think it'll be in here, but it's lorihansoninternational.com. I do a weekly wisdom. If you like having, I tell stories, I give little tips. You also can find out information about my forums out there that I do, the group coaching that we talked about, but I have blogs. I've been blogging since what, 2008, I think. So that goes back for a while, but yeah, so that's where you can find out things we are actually just putting together. I just got a reel. I haven't looked at it yet from the gal who videoed my uh, speech a couple of weeks ago. So we're putting out a new speaker reel. And you know what? That's what I recommend to people to go look at other speakers, go study what other people are doing, go look at their speech titles and their speech descriptions. Come that is me powerful. at lauriehansoninternational.com. So lauriehansoninternational.com. If you're listening, the link is right below this. You'll be able to go there as is her gift and all of those other things that you will be able to find for her. She has been amazing. Thank you so much, Lori, for coming on the show. I appreciate you so much. I love sharing your zone of genius. Make sure you guys realize that you will also be able to see her all this year in the Marketing Media Money Magazine. We just dropped the first issue. She had a great article in there. So make sure you grab your copy of the magazine at marketingmediamoney.com. No and, just marketingmediamoney.com. And you can be able to read about that there. Make sure you connect with her because she is amazing if you didn't already get that. So thank thank you you so much, Lori, for being here with me. And thank you to the audience. I appreciate you showing up every single week and trusting me to know that we are going to bring some amazing industry experts and global leaders here for you. So I really appreciate it that you're here. Make sure that if you enjoyed today's episode, that you subscribe and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. So thank you again. We will see you next week. Make sure that you make it a phenomenal, productive, and profitable day. Thank you for joining us today on the Marketing, Media, and Money podcast. To shorten your learning curve even more, make sure to grab your free copy of the Marketing, Media, and Money magazine at www.marketingmediamoney.com. I promise your business will thank you.